I thought I would just spend a little bit of time uh, explaining the, the practice of baptism. While we go down and we, um, when we were going down there, Milan's kids were like, are you going to throw my dad into the water and, and all that sort of stuff? And I was like, yeah, we're going to see how long he can hold his breath for. And, and so it must be kind of weird to, you know, little kids are like, man, what are you guys doing? So we thought we might spend a little bit of time on explaining baptism. And the, the picture that we get uh, from Scripture, from the Bible about baptism, is that it's an, it's an acted-out command that functions symbolically, if you like, as, as, as a living sign pointing to something greater, greater realities that have already taken place within the heart of people. But it's also, uh, we get this picture of that it's a gift, um, and it's all an acted out seal which assures us of, of, of God's grace and, he, and his promises that are given to us in particular that are dialed into and exist in our lives and they are applied to our lives. So kind of want to flesh that out a little bit. Um, yeah. The clear picture that we get from the book of Acts is that, though, that those who first preached the good news of the gospel and shared it into the lives of people... Um, when these people responded to that gospel and trusted in Jesus and, and, and repented and all that kind of thing and joined the church community, they were baptized. Like, it's straight away. We're talking straight after Jesus leaves the earth. Now, that's hard to explain unless it was a command given to the church and not just something that the church invented a little bit down the track. And the passage it captures that baptism is a command is found in Matthew's gospel right at the end, chapter 28, verse 19. Uh, we, we, we referenced it down at the beach. The rain started to sweep in, so we, we sort of got rolling. But as Jesus concludes his earthly ministry, he gives a command to his disciples that once uh, other people than themselves have become disciples by responding to the gospel, that they're sharing about who Jesus is, and in response to that gospel, they repent of the sinful position of their heart toward God, and they trust in the claims that surround Jesus, that he is uh, the means of forgiveness, and, and that he brings us into a new quality of life, and all of that is imparted into our lives by the work of the Spirit, then they are to be baptized in a way that identifies with this Trinitarian work in the life of a believer. And that's what we did down at the beach. I asked Milan some questions about his faith. And then we said, in accordance with Jesus' command, we now baptize you in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, and in the name of the Holy Spirit. And that phrase describes the unique nature of God. That is three in one, and, and it distinguishes our faith. It sets our faith apart. And so what Milan's saying is, yeah, I'm, I'm distinguishing myself from all other ways of identifying myself, and I'm identifying with how the triune God comes and works and saves in our lives. And so that's why that phrase exists. And uh, it's a command that finds its endorsement and its ingredients I suppose I couldn't think of a better word, at the baptism of Jesus. There we find all three members of the Godhead taking part in the uh, public uh, 
profession of Jesus, his own life that's going to be lived out in response to God's approval of him. Like at that moment, God says, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Like there's this massive voice of approval and identity over Jesus. He's going to live out in that and he's going to live out in, under the will of God. Jesus, though, unlike you and I, did not need to be baptized in response to realizing that he had a sinful position in his heart towards God. It's quite the opposite. Jesus is baptized as one who stands in solidarity with people who have a sinful position in their heart towards God. He stands there and is baptized on behalf of uh, humanity as the one in whom our sins are forgiven and our lives are reconciled back to God. And that's what our baptism is going to represent. Jesus' baptism is one of God identifying with our needs, and our baptism is one of us identifying with Jesus' provision. This is Jesus at this moment anticipating his ministry to those who are going to see their need in him of lasting forgiveness not just ten, like the, the whole old temper, testament temporary forgiveness temporary forgiveness got to keep going back to these rituals and then in christ we find this lasting long term uh can't be taken away kind of forgiveness in jesus jesus also in his ministry uh describes his endurance and his 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 um time on the cross as a baptism on our behalf where he deals with the sins of the world, something that we cannot do. You read about that in Luke 12 and Matthew 20. He actually pushes a question across the table to the disciples. Can you drink this cup that I'm going to drink? And it's no, you cannot. And that's why in baptism we symbolically identify with Jesus' death for our sins. That's why we're down into the grave and then up again to new life. And just as Jesus identifies with us and our need for forgiveness and new life, he stands also united with us in death. It's his righteousness, not death's curse, that meets us in that space. So baptism is this uh, sign that points to the realities that already exist in a believer through the work of the Holy Spirit. Our restored relationship with God, our forgiveness from sin, our capacity to live uh, a life fully uh, following Jesus. And baptism is also a gift. It's a gift in the form of a seal that God gives to us. Often at baptism, we spend a lot of time uh, focusing on the command, on what on our response on what we're doing in baptism and what we're saying in baptism, our profession of faith, our public declaration. But if baptism is just kind of reduced down to our activity and based in, 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 in our activities, then that is a very weak and compromised arrangement. We are not very good at keeping our promises and that's why we, we must see baptism not merely as us saying uh, something to and about God, but as God making promises to us, saying something about himself towards us. And that is why baptism is also a gift. As God is pictured, if you like, visibly seen here, symbolizing, sealing uh, the promises that he has already imprinted on the hearts of believers. Baptism is given to us as a gift. It reminds us of the realities that we are uh, irrevocably in Christ. So when we falter 
And when we struggle and when we wrestle with the journey of our Christian faith and all of that, and I guarantee you uh, Milan will have that kind of stuff go on on his journey in life. That's why we commit to him uh, as he commits to us. That this moment down at the beach, this moment in his life, this, this act of obedience becomes his living words to us. It, it becomes this tangible moment that reminds us and reminds Milan that God has acted, that God has worked, that God has sealed his commitment of himself to him and to us. He promises to never let us walk alone. And Jesus actually com- concludes his commandment to go into the world and to baptize and make disciples by promising clearly that he's always going to be with followers with with believers that he will he will always his presence will always be there the holy spirit is once given never taken you can never undo the work of god in your salvation john in john's gospel we hear jesus kind of talk around this a little bit he says i give them eternal life and they will never perish and no one will snatch them out of my hand my father who has given them to me is greater than all and no one is able to snatch them out of the father's hand i am the father of one so we've got this work of the triune god you know permanently working in our life now you can make a train wreck of your faith you can mess it up royally Uh, paul talks about that in corinthians but We need to remind ourselves of the power in the promise that is pictured in baptism. We know that there is a deep well of forgiveness, of grace and endurance to be found in Jesus' work to us. That our relationship with God is not based on our works and our imperfect lives, but on Jesus' life sealed, uh, promised uh, over us. Baptism symbolizes the seal that God has placed on us, that we are his. In baptism, God is speaking to us, saying, yeah, you you are mine. You belong to me. I am your good and loving father. That's why Augustine called uh, baptism visible words. like they're, they're, They're the words of God put into visible expression. As I said, we often focus on what we want to say to God, not realizing God wishes to speak to us. Speak to us of his love and his commitment to us, his people. That is why Jesus gave the church baptism, so that we have this act of participation in the nature of God's love to us, that it is a covenant, that it is based in his goodness, not ours, that it is based in Jesus' work, not ours. Baptism symbolizes the sealings of these realities of our salvation, is the tangible expression of God's promise to us, his gift is his seal and his promise over our lives. And another thing that baptism tells us is that Jesus it tells us that Jesus has died for it, and in that we find a new identity in him, and it also identifies us with the church, with other people who have found that common experience of grace, who now identify with Jesus. And now Paul tells us in Corinthians that we're all baptized by the one spirit into the one body. So here you have a family that will walk with you in your faith and build you and encourage you. 
And that's why down at the beach, I decided, you know, we, we, need, to, we need to understand our role in that. So when we were down there, we, we said we would commit to Milan to make sure he's, he's, he's being nurtured and encouraged. So baptism is quite a significant moment in your life. And today, as you come, Milan, and tell us a little bit about your story, we want you to know that we, we are for you, brother.